Hey folks, Sean here, and today what I want to talk to you about is why Mastodon has failed to scale, despite the fact that Twitter's done everything in its power to send as many of their users as possible over to that platform. Just in case you're unaware, there's been quite a bit of turmoil going on over at Twitter, and every time something major hits the news, a new wave of users goes from Twitter over to a platform called Mastodon. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what Mastodon is, it's essentially an open source equivalent to Twitter. It's got a relatively similar user experience or it's considered by many to be the most similar product on the market. And as such, many were expecting it to kind of fill the vacuum that Twitter seems to have been creating all on its own. But despite that fact, and despite the fact that in a single day, when it was at its peak growth rate from converting users from Twitter over to Mastodon, those numbers were over 100,000 users per day were leaving Twitter and joining Mastodon. Not only have they, have they failed to continue to scale at that rate, that trend has since somewhat reversed itself almost as aggressively as it was once growing. So the question here is why? Why has Mastodon failed to scale despite having this tremendous opportunity, it seems, to kind of fill the vacuum that Twitter's been creating, like I said, all on its own. In fact, there's a great chart and an article from The Guardian about this event that has taken place, and it's overlaid essentially in a series of a timeline where there is a chart reflecting the growth of Mastodon and when new waves of users have spiked joining their platform. And that timeline of events is also mapped to when controversial things have happened at Twitter or just things like Elon Musk taking over, but him announcing, you know, massive layoffs, him doing really questionable things or Twitter doing very questionable things like banning journalists and things like that. Every time any one of these controversial things have taken place, Mastodon's seen a massive spike in user activity and people joining the platform. But despite the fact that that's been happening in almost rapid succession over time, giving Mastodon time and time again opportunities to capitalize or benefit from this level of scale, uh, not only has that growth kind of stalled or stopped, it's reversed itself and almost aggressively as it was once growing. So ultimately what, what looks like is happening now is people aren't adopting the Mastodon platform. In fact, Many of them are probably actually going back to Twitter, which is really interesting trend, despite the fact that the motivation was probably pretty high, given the fact of what has taken place more recently over at Twitter for them to join really any other platform that can meet that need. And that's what I want to talk about now. Probably the biggest reason why Mastodon has really failed to continue their aggressive growth and scale is for something that I've talked about before, which is very important in order to really nail a product experience. And that's the user experience. The usability of Mastodon is very different than that of Twitter. It is much harder to use, quite a bit more complex, and requires the user to have to do things that they really don't have to do to get the same experience out of Twitter. In addition to that, the feature set, which is prominent over Twitter, is not really all there when it comes to the Mastodon experience. As such, because it's been hard to make that transition for users, they're not sticking around. I think what they were probably all hoping for was a relatively similar experience to that of Twitter. They were looking to kind of fill the void in the value that they were getting from the feature set that's been popularized over at Twitter. But Mastodon largely just doesn't offer it or doesn't offer it in the way that the users have yet found to satisfy what their need was from before. And this is why they're either quitting social media or many of them are flocking back over to Twitter. So this really underscores the level of importance of nailing the product experience. And what's interesting here is that Twitter doesn't really have dramatically complicated tech. In fact, there are many programming languages like starter courses, like Ruby on Rails, which is something that I took many years ago, that 
part of one of the larger but earlier projects that they actually have you do to really get familiarized with the language is building a Twitter clone. I mean, it's really, if you think about the, the tech that goes into making the Twitter experience, it's really not it's all that complicated. As such, I'm surprised that another platform has yet to kind of take the reins here because this is a golden opportunity to satisfy a bunch of users who are frustrated by what's going on at that social media company. Yet, it really still has yet to happen. And I would point to the largest reason for that not happening is that user experience, the usability. So this really underscores that level of importance there. Something that might not seem as important from time to time, but when we see lessons like these, really underscores its level of importance. So this is why to me, the aesthetic or the user interface is not as important anywhere near so as the user experience. Because despite this golden opportunity, right, Mastodon has yet to capitalize on it, and largely I feel that's because of the, the difference in the user experience, because Mastodon's is significantly more complicated. So I know the two of those concepts are often talked about together. People often refer to them as UI, UX. In fact, you know, there's usually a slash in between them whenever either one is mentioned. And I feel like they are dramatically, they're significantly different enough to the point where they largely probably shouldn't be lumped together in the same category because I've seen great UIs with terrible UXs and vice versa. So it's really important to nail UX. And in that, in the way that they reflect that, UI is always mentioned first, and I feel like that's a mistake it always should be user experience first because you're creating the right type of user experience. Something like this would not happen. In fact, Mastodon had every opportunity in the world to scale here really aggressively, yet it's failed to happen, I think largely because of that. And that's what we're seeing from most people as I review different threads and I, re I, I see what people are saying about what their experience has been like thus far. So let this be a lesson that I think the thing to take away from this is the level of importance of really making sure that you nail that user experience and the product experience that you're delivering for users really gives them what they're looking for. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.